Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one source for betting. And hey, it's a big time season right now, man. You've got golf, horse racing, the start of Major League Baseball, everything and anything in between. Go with Bet Online today. It truly is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. And get this, head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. It's betonline.ag, where the game starts. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. And a tip of the cap, thank you as well, the Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual, New York State, Bowers and Company, CPAs and Rosie's Corner, stop in every Friday for Fish Friday and your pizza wing combinations as well. What a career our next guest had. Unbelievable. Throughout the years covering Buffalo sports, Sabres, Bills, I go way back to interning at Empire Sports when they were with WNSA. Just an unbelievable uh, connection and partnership, and, and, and I could not get enough listening to this guy I've heard him for over two decades. He's recently retired, and I thought I'd bring him out and not just talk about the future of the Bills and Sabres, but to celebrate one of the great media careers we've ever seen. Radio personality, TV personality, sports insider, call him everything right now. He just got off the airwaves in western New York for WGR 550, and I am proud to call him a friend. Mr. Howard Simon, get him on Twitter, at hsimon 62 Howard, congratulations, my man. Really appreciate you coming on. What a career. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, Where where do we begin? I mean, you know, if if there's, I want to kind of celebrate, you know, your career first and then kind of get get a Sabres question and a Bills question in here as far as the future of the teams. But, you know, where would you begin if if, if you had to make your your highlight reel, you know, of, of your career? How, you know, do you go back to the beginning days? Do you go back to the later days? Something in between, a moment, a game, a, 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 a key show, a key moment? Where, where, where do you start? Hmm, that actually is a really interesting question. I think for me, if I had to like a key moment in my career is when I got my first sports job. Cause I, I, I got out of college in 84 and my first five years in radio, Mike, I was doing everything but sports. I mean, I was hired as a news guy on my first job. Same thing with my second job. Um, I was doing public affairs programming. I was doing traffic reports uh at one point in toledo i was like the man on the street here take the remote van go out around town i did i played country music for a little while so (laughs) i did a little bit of everything for six bucks Uh, an hour right (laughs) well yeah it wasn't my first check yeah i guess whatever i my first paycheck my first job at 84 i think i could have qualified for food stamps yeah i never applied but i'm pretty pretty sure i was you know below the poverty level and probably could have had some um but hey, it was radio, right? You, you, yep. you know the deal. Uh-huh. We're doing it. Money, whatever. I'm getting paid to do radio. So I think the, the, the key is 89. I'm playing country music in Toledo. The guy I went to college with is working at WJGL Radio in Niagara Falls. He's doing news. And they're looking for a sports guy. He mentions me to the owner of the station. They bring me in for an interview. I get hired. That gets me into sports. That gets me into back to Buffalo, and my whole life goes on a completely different path. You know, my career is all sports after that. 
great jobs, great people. I eventually meet my now wife, have a son, and I've been here ever since. So I think that's the key moment. So I was at St. Bonaventure from 1998 to 2002. Feels like 100 years ago. And when I interned, you know, it was weird because I, I had kind of explored some, you know, internships back home in Syracuse and ended up, you know, doing WHEN, you know, radio and, and Channel 9 and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, interned for Adam Shine and, and the guys over at Channel 9 as well. And um, But I really wanted to, I, I've always wanted to be in Buffalo, but I, I, I really wanted to, um, you know, as a young media guy and, and somebody kind of trying to figure out what I was going to do, I, I knew I wanted to do radio. I knew I wanted to be in sports. Um, yep. and, and I knew I wanted to, to, to intern in Buffalo because I wanted to be around, you know, my teams, the Bills and the Sabres. And at the time, it was a great, it was a great time. I mean, the Bills were, you know, pretty good. Uh, the Sabres were really good. And WNSA and Empire Sports were monsters. Um, what do you take away from those days? Because it was crazy, Howard. I mean, the radio show was crushing. You had Thurman Thomas show. You had, you know, all these unbelievable sports personalities like yourself. What what do you take away from those days? What do you remember most when it was at its best? It was a lot. It was fun. It was a really fun run. You know, I mean, it's mostly good memories. It's sad how it ended, obviously, with the Reguses and Adelphia and everything, because a lot of a lot of good people got hurt, and we had a really we had a really entertaining product we were putting out on a regular basis. I think, you know, when I look back, by the way, you think you're far removed from college, ninety eight to two thousand two. How about eighty to eighty four? Um, <laughs> Were you born yet, Mike? You maybe you were just born in there. Nineteen seventy nine, my man. Oh my god, <laughs> you're a babe. All right, anyway, so I don't feel like it, Empire. <laughs> if you think about it, Mike, like you look around now, what Empire? It, it's standard now, right, to have all the regional sports networks. Oh yeah, they were a pioneer. Not, yep. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was no. I was just going to say they were a pioneer. Right. It, it really was, and to me, that's what stands out the most. Now it's standard. You know, you can turn on SNY. It's not just Mets games. It's all the talk shows, the stuff they do during the day, or it's their Jets postgame show or Mets postgame. All that stuff, Empire was doing. Now, I don't know if we were the first one to do it, but we were on a pretty short list uh, way back when in 96 when that network hit the air. It wasn't just a place to air Sabre games. It was, like you said, the Thurman Thomas show, the Bill Polian show, Fan TV, the Empire Sports Report, the nighttime <laughs> fan TV. I mean, it was just, you know, when something big happened in Buffalo or Rochester or Syracuse, I think mean, we used to send a crew, I believe, to the tournament to cover Syracuse yeah, games. Yeah. When something big happened in any of those three cities, people knew, let me turn on Empire because they're going to give me more coverage than anybody else. We were like, we were the place to go to for sports information back then. It was great. Oh, my goodness. Fan TV. That was the call-in, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, I remember I pretty, I, <laughs> I was interning one day and I, I, they told me I had to take calls and I was, I was, I, I was crapping my pants. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> then all these calls came in and, and it was crazy because that was when I first learned about what hoaxing could be because people were calling in, you know, like, Oh, I'm Jim Kelly's cousin. And I, you know, I'm this person and that person. And then fast forward. And of course I lose a job in Albany to a radio hoax, but you know, it, it, it was, that was the first time I actually learned really, uh, you know, about the hoaxing. Um, Howard Simon with us, just a decorated career, uh, Western New York, of course, covering the Sabres and Bills, TV, radio, and all the rest, somebody we've all looked up to for an awfully long time. So let's say Howard Simon in 2023 is 18 years old. You're a senior in high school. 
You've been looking at colleges. You don't know what you want to do. It's a really wild media world today. You could just sit at home every day in your underpants and do a podcast and do YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and all the stuff that pisses me off every day. You could do all that stuff. You don't even have to go to college. Maybe you just work and learn how to do it on your own. Maybe you do go to college. Maybe you find a balance between the two, whatever it is. How does Howard Simon do it today? After all the years that you've been in it, you've been in it for decades, you've done it all, you've seen all the changes. How would you approach it today if you wanted to do the exact same thing you've been doing? You're assuming I still want to get into this silly business. Yeah, I'm going to assume that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um, well, I think you described it, Mike. Yeah, it's it's get someone getting into the business today as opposed to me getting into it in 1984. And you, I think you honestly answered the question. Really, it's a completely different, it's a basic same skill set, but there's so much else that's involved now that you have to be able to do there. And and there's some good things. I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad thing. There are some good things because there are so many more avenues with which you can market yourself if someone doesn't hire you right away, right? You do your podcast, right? Mike, you've got your podcast. There are, there are social media avenues to be out there where fans can watch you, be in touch with you, follow you on Twitter. You know, you could om- you really could almost be your own sports broadcasting entity. You don't have to go the old-fashioned route of, i got to find a radio station to hire me, or I've got to find a TV station to hire me so I can be a sports anchor. So you, you can do – I think you can make a career out of this on your own as opposed to the old traditional route. So I think if I came out now, I'd still want to work for a radio station. I'd still want to be in, quote, in the business like that. But I would at least know if I can't find anything, I can do my own podcast. I could find other ways to do what I want to do, to talk about sports, to watch teams, to comment on them. I could run my own website, right? I mean, you look how many websites are out there breaking down Sabres games and Bills games for you to, to you know watch video and hear analysis. At least I would know there are avenues out there. I could always do it on my own. But then, of course, you've got the challenge, and this is, you know, you got to find the balance of, okay, do I really want to go at it? Because whether you're a traditional media guy like myself and yourself, uh, or you're just a modern media, you know, oh, hey, I, you know, I was born in whatever, you know, year, and, and I have all this stuff, you know, right here. I have access to everything. Whatever side it's on or in the middle, you know, everybody's doing it. So how do you get away from the, 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 the sea of fish, right? How, how do I get out of, how do I separate myself from all the stuff? Cause there's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of good stuff out there. Uh, there's, there's experienced people. There's not experienced people. There's traditional, there's modern, there's, you know, it, it's a wild thing, but everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody has a podcast. So I think I would probably, I mean, not that it matters what I say, but I think I would probably go about it the exact same way but try to balance the two, you know, and juggle both balls in the air and kind of bounce back and forth. Like you said, you know, kind of, kind of have a little bit at your disposal on both ends, you know? Yeah. Well, and look at the end of the day, you're right. There's it's, I was talking to a class about this the other day. On the one hand, when I came out in 84, there were not a lot of opportunities, right? How many, there were very, there were probably no regional television sports network set up like empire where you could go host a talk show and do all the things we did how many all sports radio stations were there in 1984 i'm not even sure Mm -hmm. i assume there were some couldn't even tell you now you know you find a top 30 market 40 50 i mean we're 70 something in buffalo and we have an all sports station 
find a market that doesn't have one or even multiple all sports radio stations. Look at all the regional sports networks. So on the one hand, today you have more opportunities because there are so many more more outlets, traditional outlets, Mike, not yeah. you know the podcast and the independents. But to your point about there's you know the 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 fish in the sea, there are more opportunities. But as you said, there are so many more people doing what we do for a living independently or working for a company. I, I would have at the end of the day, I would hope that what would set you apart would be you and the quality of what you're presenting. You know, um, what are you saying? What's your personality? How are you presenting it? What's your depth of knowledge? You know, it's uh, you are in competition with other podcasts out there. You've got to be able to do something to make your podcast good enough that that person says, yeah, you know what? I'm going to subscribe to this guy or I'm going to listen to this ahead of that. You got to I, I would hope that talent and what you do at the end of the day would help you emerge from the whole, you know, the sea filled with fish. Yeah, it's uh, it's a battle for sure. And, and you're right. There's more people doing it now. And the media jobs that we might think are more as far as like young people saying, oh, well, there's way more now for me. I, it's going to be easy. Well, no, it's not, because what happens is. You might be one person, but and you used to be just a talk show host. Now you're doing social media. Now you're in other meetings that you didn't have to do. Now you might have to go and write an article on the website. So it, there's a million different things to uh, to uh, to attack with it. So it's it, it's it's a just such a different world. Uh, Howard Simon with us here on the ML Sports Platter, of course. What a career uh, in sports media, Sabers, Bills, radio, TV, and everything in between. Just a couple quick hitters, my man. I'll let you go. Uh, as as we close up shop here, oh, Sabers. You're, you're fine. I mean, Mike, what, I got a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> I was gonna say, like slept, I gotta be at work. <laughs> slept in till nine for the first time since 1985. I, or? You know what? Sleeping in is six. Okay. Because, and there are still mornings. I, I you know, I'll wake up at three fifteen or four o'clock. I bet. And my mind will immediately, my brain goes into work mode, or it just it kicks in. Makes sense. Because your body is used to being up at that hour. And okay, let's wake up. Let's start thinking. What's today? What are we doing? This and that. It's I don't know how long this is gonna take. Hopefully, I'll be able to adjust. Yeah. Uh, but sleeping in would be six at this point. I'll tell you what, though. Are you a golfer? No, I. Wish oh I was. man, that's too bad. You should take up the game because what what you can do is if it, if it if you keep waking up early. I'm not talking three fifteen. Courses don't open at four a.m. No, no, that's too early for a tee time. But right? if you if you if you like can kind of move into I guess if you can transition into like waking up at like six, you can be on the course at seven, play yeah. eighteen holes, relax a little bit, get home, grab a little bit of lunch, go out play another eighteen, and it's not even three o'clock yet. You still got the whole day and night, you know, and you can still have your old man meal at five o'clock, right? I mean, come on. If I'm on the course at seven. Playing 18 holes. My 18 holes would have me on the course at 7 p.m. Because I'd be chasing shots all day long, Mike. There would be no way. I've I've tried. I've golfed. I've done it. And I'm like terrible at it. So yeah, you're everybody always tells me, well, you should you should golf. You just, you'll have more time to golf. I'm like, oh god. Uh, badminton, shuffleboard. Tennis, pickleball—I don't know. Name something else, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you can do all those things too, but you might be surprised if you ha you know with more time, if you did pick up the game and just took lessons right away, you might be surprised if you're doing all those other things with your hand-eye coordination and obviously you're 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 out you know other than you know craziness uh, in terms of how like the sports connect and obviously your amazing athletic ability personally, Howard. You would have, uh, I think you would flawlessly just um, be, become an amazing golfer. And I'd be able to play with you. So, you know, take, take up the <laughs> oh, game. You're too kind. I do not have 
I'm the opposite of amazing <laughs> athletic ability, Mike. So you're you're too kind. What do you say we compromise? And I will buy you a round of miniature golf. Yeah, we could do that, or we could just go and eat wings at Barbell. I mean, we could just do that too. I'm that, pretty good. I'm pretty good at eating wings. Better, yeah, no <laughs> championship wing eaters. Um, all right, Sabers, where are we at? They're gonna make the playoffs. Uh, we know Kevin Adams. You know, not doesn't want to necessarily go wild here, uh, trading people. Uh, uh, you know, he wants to build his core. They've had an amazing season led by Tage Thompson. I have a ton of fun watching this team, but man. When you lose at home this like this, and they lost to Columbus there recently, that was a horrible loss. Yeah. I think, obviously, they're in it as we talk. Are they going to make it? What do you see as the future if they do or don't? I think it would be important if they did make it because this young core would have that uh, you know that experience. And let's face it, it's it's the new drought in Buffalo, man. They haven't made the playoffs since 2011. Yeah, I think it would be great if they could make it. I, look, it's, it's, it's important for them. We use the phrase... You know, we kind of joked about it. It's kind of funny, but kind of sad at the same time. For years, we've talked about, you know, boy, if only the Sabres could play meaningful games in March. I mean, that's how bad things got around here. I mean, you, most of the time you get to January 1st and they're not playing meaningful games. So the fact that they are playing high-pressure, important games, embroiled in this race is very important. It's great for the fan base as they try and win Sabre fans back. It's, like you said, it's critical for a really young team to go through what it's like to play these important games, these pressure-packed games, and see how you handle the winning, how you handle the losing. If you have a bad loss, a Columbus game, or you know, before that, the Toronto game, how mm. do they bounce back? Does it snowball? Or can they stop it and turn it around fast? This is all really valuable experience. But sure, at the end of the day, the greatest experience is to make it to the postseason. And it would be fantastic. I didn't think this team, would be in the playoffs. I This was my – I'm not even sure about this scenario, Mike. I was hoping they would just, quote, be in the race, like be within a sniff of the second wild card spot where we'd get into April and go, hey, you know, it's still – there's still a shot. You know, if they win, and let's look at the out-of-town scoreboard, you know, in the hunt, the NFL version <laughs> of in the hunt. So they're ahead of where I thought they would be. Can they make it? Yeah, I think they can. If you look at the teams that are around them, I still think Florida's Florida might be the best team of the bunch, but Islanders, what I think is a fading Penguins team, the Caps who were selling off a little bit. Um, Ottawa's coming up. The Chippendale is nice for them. Detroit's in there. I think they have a really good shot at getting one of those two wildcard spots. Now they need some key guys healthy. You know, they've, they've suffered some key injuries and the goaltending has to be a little bit more consistent. I think it's a little scary that they're talking about how they might have to play Craig Anderson a little bit more. I don't think that speaks well of UPL and Comrie. So I think you're going to need some goaltending to come up a little bit more consistent, a little a little more big down the stretch here. Yeah, I think those are all valid points. And certainly, I mean, they have games in hand, especially on the Islanders. And that, to me, is where the Columbus loss bothers me the most. I, I'm not even saying... I'm not even saying, like, the loss bothers me. I'm saying against the worst team in the NHL at home, like, dude, just get at least a point. Like, right. you know, just get a point there. Um, How would you – I know this is a really generic question, but frankly, I'm probably not good enough uh, to, to figure out another way to ask it because it, it, it's just – it is so uh, – it is so kind of open-ended and there are so many different ways to attack. How would you, putting your GM cap on, how would you approach the offseason for the Bills? Uh, I need to help the offense, and I don't mean to ignore the defense because there are certainly – well, there are – there are internal questions on that side of the ball. Like, are they going to 
be re-signing Tremaine Edmonds, what happens with Jordan Poyer. But let's face it, if if this team is going to be a legit Super Bowl contender again next season, uh, they need to make the offense perform at a more consistent level. It's a really weird year. If you look at if you didn't see their games and you just looked at the stats, and you looked at points per game and total yards per game and uh, third down conversion and red zone percentage and all this, and you would look at it and go, oh, they're fine. So Dable left and they're still really good. And yet find a Bills fan who after the last half of the season and then the playoff loss to Cincinnati will walk away going, yeah, the offense is fine. No, it isn't. It needs to be better. You know, they need to make the offensive line better. They need to pass protect better. They need at least one, if not two new starters on the offensive line. They have to get a better group of wide receivers, not named Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis might not be good enough to be the number two guy. Maybe he's just a really good third or fourth wide receiver. Um, Isaiah McKenzie might be nothing more than just a limited role player with a handful of touches. And I thought he could bump up into a full-time number three role. Clearly those two guys were not ready for that upgrade and might not be able to handle that upgrade. So you've got to fix your wide receiving core. I think they're okay with James Cook as a lead running back, but those are it's offensive line, it's wide receiver. And then on defense, Mike, um, you know, if Poyer's not going to be back, that's a big hole. That's safety. I think they're going to have to address that. I don't know that they have the answer internally. If Edmonds leaves, that's a massive hole. I know he's kind of a polarizing guy amongst Bills fans, but he's good. He, he's not a franchise linebacker, but he's he's really good. And if he leaves, that's a big hole there. Again, they have some young guys on the roster, but it's a stretch to say. One of those guys will just step in and be that every down linebacker that Edmonds was come next season. Yeah, no doubt about that. Final question. Um, you're walking the streets of Buffalo, man, maybe getting, you know, wings. You're going to a Sabre game, going to a Bills game, going out to dinner with your wife. I know you're not playing golf. Um, <laughs> what do you hope people are walking about, you know, walking on the streets saying about you? And your career. What do you hope people say about you in Western New York? So it's not, hey, isn't that Howard Simon? That guy sucked. You know what? That's not <laughs> you know what? Okay. You're not uh, going to go in disguise, are I you? Think, I, honestly, I, I don't think much about it. Someone asked me, one of the TV stations asked me the same question, Mike. And I, I don't really think about it. Um, but uh, since you asked the question, hey, that guy, that show was fun. Or that, that guy was good. That show was fun. That's it. That's it, really. I don't need, like... You know, wow, icon, legend, all this stuff, whatever. Just, I used to listen to him. He was fun. You know, he knew what he was, he was knowledgeable and he made a show entertaining. Boom, done. That's it. Very quick, very short. I like it. Howard Simon, what a career. Thanks for doing this. And uh, hopefully I'll catch you uh, in the coming days and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get wings. That's what we'll do. I don't want to do pickleball. I don't want to do tennis. I love tennis, but I have grade two arthritis in my knees and I frankly just can't move. So that's why I golf. Uh, is my number one sport. But, uh, you know, hey, if you want to do some table tennis, you want to do some wings, maybe grab a Labatt, I can do all those things pretty well. Maybe some bubble hockey. How's that? That's good. Yeah, we'll do that too. Hey, in all, in all seriousness, congratulations. I've looked up to you for a long time.
Anytime to come on with you is always fun, Mike. Thank you so much for your kind words. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day. You can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.